Hello and welcome back to the second podcast from National Wrestling Radio. First things first, important stuff to tell you about, big competition on National Wrestling Radio. That's it, we're giving stuff away, actual stuff to actual quality wrestling shows on this podcast, which we're going to be running up until Saturday. So not loads of time to get involved with this one. This progress, one of my favourite things in wrestling to watch at the moment. Get their on-demand service as well, so quality. We have got two standing tickets for uh, the Super Strong Star 16 event coming up in uh, the Camden Electric Ballroom in Camden uh, this weekend. The reason? Because I bought the tickets ages ago, like, cause I love progress. Every time I buy a ticket, though, something happens which, which inhibits my ability to go in a tent. If you've not heard of This Is Progress, they are one of the biggest wrestling promotions in the UK. And if you haven't checked them out yet, then you need to do it. They've got a free pay-per-view on YouTube. And, or just check them out on their on-demand service. There's some amazing stuff on there. And for Chapter 18, I got tickets. But then my football team, Bristol City, made it to Wembley on the same day. So I had to watch that game and then get a cab across London to catch the amazing six-pack challenge. It's definitely worth your time. And if, you, if, you, if you've never gone before and, you, and you're thinking, oh, I would like to check them out, but I don't know whether it's going to be worth me money. Number one, it is. And two, why not enter this competition and you can get your hands on these tickets. Tickets. Maybe you're already going and you need a, and you want to bring a mate along, bring an extra mate who didn't quite get the chance to get a ticket. This is the competition for you. We've got a standing ticket for both the Sunday and the Monday. The winner of the competition will get both tickets. If for whatever reason the winner can't go to both shows, then whoever comes second will get the ticket of the show that first place can't go. So all you need to do to enter yourself into this competition, it's ridiculously easy. All you need to do is retweet a tweet of the SoundCloud link for this podcast and give us a follow on Twitter. That's all you need to do. Just give us a retweet and a follow. You'll be entered into a draw to win a standing ticket for both the Sunday and the Monday show for This Is Progress. Uh, let's talk WWE. Let's talk Payback. I thought it was a really good show. Some really, really good wrestling on this show, I felt. I thought Sheamus versus Ziggler was a strong opener, as we, as we sort of predicted from these two. The thing which worries me about Ziggler is that I just feel like he works too hard. I just think he's going to absolutely kill himself by the time he reaches his 40s. His head exploded like a watermelon from headbutting Seamus. Crimson mask busted himself open hard way. And I just think he just needs to slow it down because there's so many bumps I've seen him take when I'm thinking he's got to be dead. But yeah, really good intensity in this match. I felt like I bought into the fact that these two wanted to hurt each other, which is good. It's what I asked for from my wrestling. I mean, stink faces aside, but at least we, at least I think that draws a line under the arse kissing crap for, for it's now. It's a new day. Yes, it is. As I, as I sort of thought, uh, the two out of three falls tag team match between the New Day and Cesaro, Tyson Kidd, massive contender for match of the night. It was so, so good. A couple of, you know, blown spots away from being an absolute classic. But you know, I don't get like getting nitpicky about that sort of stuff. But some of the stuff they pulled out here. Oh my dilly gone Garni. When Cesaro was almost getting thrown out of the ring, but sort of twisting back in and nailing some ridiculous clotheslines. There was some great stuff. 
on here. Make sure if you if you if you haven't seen this match, make sure you go out of your way to watch this. Plus, the new the new day are so quality at the moment. I'm really enjoying their stuff. They've really found their niche. Is is this heel? tag team like when uh, uh, Big E and Kofi were just constantly stomping Tyson Kidd and you had Xavier Woods outside just constantly yelling oh, that belly to belly throw by Big E are taking advantage it's just a matter of time Tyson Kidd's in the way he can hold his own against two possibly three members of New Day Sorry, like no one here to help you. Even your wife can't stand you getting that in Total Divas references from Xavier Woods I thought the ending was good, if not slightly racial. But yeah, it was a good. It was a good way for putting putting New Day over. <laughs> you may not know yourself, but I know you. I can see right through you. You're nothing more than scared. To this meal, little boy. It's no skin. Off my back My hero You can lift all the weights in the world But there's nothing you can do to lift off the weights of your own fear Eater of worlds has been off more than you can choose The Reaper walks in the daylight Bray Wyatt, you don't scare me In fact, you woke me up And I'm starving these nightmares, they won't stop. Severed spine. Behold. Roasted nerves. The new face. Broken cords. Of fear. Cooked, well done. The new face of fear. Grab a chair. Fill your plate. With some meat. From the child. I just want to say that Bray Wyatt promo before the uh, the, the Ryback match. There was some friggin' weird music in that. Something about severed spines in cannibalistic lyrics. That was a weird, weird song. Other than that, I think the 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 rest of it was there. Friggin' Jerry Lawler reading out his tweets from some douchebag called Nick about chatting about heebity deebity jeebies heebie jeebies or whatever like who needs to know that checking my uh, twitter account some guy named nick just tweeted bray wyatt gives me the heebity jeebies i gotta agree with you dick was that hashtag heebity jeebies <laughs> oh i don't think nick's tech i don't think anyone's tweeting you lawler especially about heebity jeebies in 2015 one thing i've got to say about bray wyatt there's not many men who can pull off white slacks I'm still not entirely decided that he's pulling off white slacks, if I'm if I'm quite honest. So the the, the story of the match was was uh, Bray Wyatt working the ribs of Ryback, and then dumbass Ryback with his nosed up ribs goes for a top rope splash. You forgot your nuts, stupid. <laughs> Good work, Ryback. Good work. Glad that Bray Wyatt went over. He needs to be the face. If he's going to be the face of fear, he, start, he needs to like actually beat people. It's quite sort of important. We had, the, we had the Money in the Bank advert, which was advertising buying the Money in the Bank briefcase. And you can buy them. I saw loads of them uh, to the disdain of, the, of, of my mate who I went to uh, WrestleMania with. Uh, a lot of people buying these at Access. I mean, what do you do, what do you do once you've bought a Money in the Bank briefcase? Like, what... 
Apart from maybe putting it on display somewhere. I mean, I don't know who's got shelves big enough to display a whole briefcase. I mean, fair play. Ten points to Gryffindor for anyone who's going to work and using their Money in the Bank briefcase as an actual legit briefcase. The Stone Cold Podcast is back as well. Huge headline. Paul Heyman's going to be on it, which I'm sort of less excited about because... Paul Heyman's been on the Austin podcast like a couple of times now, and I'm not sure he's going to be telling any stories which we won't have heard before. Plus, we've, there's been a lot of Paul Heyman. There's the Paul Heyman DVDs. Like, if I have to hear again that he started at that nightclub in New York and he started taking photos, I mean, I think I pretty much know the Paul Heyman life story almost off by heart. So I'm hoping they're going to do something a little bit different when Paul comes on the podcast with Austin. But I'm glad that Austin's back doing his podcast on the network. I'm glad that it's not instead of Chris Jericho. I think they both offer different things. I think if you're looking for a more someone talking honestly about their life in wrestling, then I think Jericho's your better interviewer because they've got that sort of relaxed, chummy attitude. If you want someone who's going to be asking the big names, the big tough questions like what we saw with Triple H I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is your man so that's cool I think I've read somewhere that maybe The Undertaker is going to be featured on one of these podcasts that would be nonsense an Austin Undertaker podcast would be ridiculous that is pant-wettingly quality stuff so also also that we're, we're fra- it also puts the rumours to rest of some sort of rift between Austin and the WWE, which is obviously nonsense anyway. The thing is, I think you got to understand, is that when you've got two businessmen, like businessmen who believe and understand their worth, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, sometimes they're just not going to come to an agreement. That's not that's not a falling out. That's just not coming to a business agreement. I don't think there was any personal falling out there. I think it's just classic Austin doing business. He knows how much he's worth and he's not going to sell himself short. But yay, we're all friends again. Woo! So we've got the um, the I Quit match, uh, Cena and Rusev. I was really looking forward to this. I was interested to see what they were going to do to get around, A, the fact if they make Rusev quit, I don't like saying that he's never going to recover, but he's just going to be pretty rubbish. I mean, it's just a character which no one's going to believe in. It's just, it's just if you can spend all this time building up these characters to be monsters, don't just neuter them right at the last minute because then once you've been sort of going along for the ride you sort of feel disappointed in in the end result also Rusev getting Mike Yoda to ask John Cena to quit just before the match has even started like Mike Yoda should just look at Rusev and be like, like mate I'm not I'm not going to bother asking that like that's ridiculous mate come on come on have a word with yourself Rusev started nosing around with Lana getting her to sit down and oh now you've got a suplex nice one mate um, some sweet drop kicks hit by Rusev on this this man is an athlete he is a little monster I also like this time instead of just smashing people we were threatening to smash people I'm going to put you through this wall right now you understand me ask him do you want to quit Uh, oh, John, look out. No! Say, I quit now, otherwise I'm going to throw you over this barricade instead of like, right, here you go, smash through the barricade, now I'm going to ask you. A lot more threats in this I quit match, a little bit, little bit different. Uh, it always makes me laugh when I see Rusev's really obvious Bulgarian tat, and they, they, they claim that he's some sort of Russian. I know that he's like a hero of the Russian Federation and stuff, it just makes me laugh that he's got a Bulgaria tattoo. 
I like also how Cena's basically safely shut down a laptop before smashing it over Rusev's head. And now here we have Jerry Lawler's joke of the night. Downloading some pain into the back of Rusev. And then we had uh, a flashback to that Iron Man match at what I think might have been bragging rights about a million years ago, where uh, where Rusev decides to threat to, to play with the pyro. Now, in the last podcast, I said as a joke. Maybe Rusev is going to just try and blow up Lana with his WrestleMania tank. And that's what makes Cena quit. And I thought, are we going to have a a sort of Western style situation when the the damsel in distress is tied to the train tracks and the train's coming and Cena's got to quit is essentially them putting the brakes on the train. I thought Rusev was going to drag Lana's ass over those pyrotechnics and threaten to blow her up unless Cena quit. But sadly, no! Uh... Rusev uh, was the man who who got himself blown up. Managed to find an old school barricade from somewhere. Why why was that just lying around? Poor old Stevie Richards probably having Nam style flashbacks. That's our obscure, uh, barely legal reference of the night. Also, I just want to say about this I Quit match. Rusev was dealing out some of the most outrageous facials during this match. Hello, ladies. And I, it was like it, I like that they sort of. Did this degeneration of Rusev losing his marbles. It was good. Big boo, though. Big boo for the ending. I know we were... I know, right at the beginning here, I said, how are they going to get themselves out of this? But I just thought, oh, Rusev quitting. Um, Lana quitting for Rusev. Like, he knows how to say I quit. Case in point, he knows what I quit is in English. Exhibit A. Do them all a favour. Swallow your American pride and say the words So for him to just start yammering in Bulgarian and then Lana to throw in the towel for him, I just made him seem like a puss. And I think Mike Kyoto should have just been like, look, he needs to say I quit. All right. Like that's that's the rules of the match. None of this nonsense. No translators, because that's where shenanigans comes in. And I know, yep, that's that was what was needed for the storyline. But I was just a bit like I just had my I had a natural feeling of let downness. Uh, Rusev loses down to lost in translation. And even even JBL's assuming, assuming that, and everybody's confused. Okay, this is a, this is becoming a common theme with the commentary that even that the commentators are just confused all of the time. It was uh, the same. With in Extreme Rules, when uh, Rollins used the RKO and no one knew whether that was fine or not, and then everyone was a little bit like, "Oh, what, what does that mean?" I know why they're doing it. It's because if you're asking questions, it's going to make you come to come and watch Raw to to see the answers of those questions. But I'm just speaking as a human being who likes to know what the friggin' hell's going on and feels like the commentator's role in this entertainment show should be to inform the confused viewer. If your commentators are more confused than you, then you need new commentators. We are going to have to act if we want to live in a different world. So uh, then we had a King Barrett versus the new sensation, Neville. They've given Neville, like, a generic creator-wrestler 
nickname. The new sensation. You can just hear it in the in the, in the demo mode. Uh, their nicknames are always a little bit smelly. I'm still not overly sold on the lunatic fringe. But anyway, I thought this was a good match. I think Barrett needed to win here because he is King Barrett. He is supposed to be King of the Ring. I think he needed he needed to go over here. I don't think you can even begin to start saying that, oh, well, that's Neville done. He's now out of the picture. He's buried or any of that stuff. Because the thing is, he's going to have to lose some matches. And also, as well, he's been on telly for, what, five or six weeks? We've potentially got, what, eight years of this bloke yet? So let's not um, let's not write him off just yet. But, yeah, the new sensation, Neville. Just call him Adrian Neville. Is that is that fine? Is that okay? I guess, it, I mean, I know, I know we make superheroes here. I know that's not... The new sensation Neville is a lot more superhero than Adrian Neville. Actually, okay, right, I talked myself out of it. Yeah, I can sort of see where they're going based on 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 that logic. Uh, we also had we had um we had the Bellas and uh, we had the Bellas taking on Cameron in Shiva off of Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was absolutely fine. The right people went over. I thought I thought Cameron in uh, I almost said Naomi then. I thought Cameron and Shiva needed to be the ones to win that match because obviously they like to have their champions lose to build up contenders. Is it are they going to do the storyline where it's uh, is Cameron or Tamina? Are they going to have some sort of rift over the Divas Championship? I'm not going to lie, not overly asked one way or the other. I mean, I like I like heel Cameron. I think she's. She's good. Heel Cameron. Christ, it sounds like the election. I think she's good. I'm just a bit bored of the Bellas, if I'm if I'm quite honest. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Uh, Fatal 4-Way match was... Oh, that was just dripping with awesomeness. I mean, if one thing can just tell you how well and how brilliantly the WWE did with the Shield, because you can, you can whinge about how they book certain characters and whatever, but what they did with the Shield was fantastic and you can just see by the by the reaction of the cerebrus bomb on uh, on randy orton of of just how how awesome that was and the pop just when seth rollins put his arms around dean ambrose in roman reigns as if the shield were back together it was huge with a triple power bomb of randy orton through the table how do you know it's one time only seth is still the architect And anyone with a brain in their head is know that they, they, they weren't going to get back together. Awesome characters. Great match. A little bit too much outside shenanigans for me. Like constant J&J and Kane stupidness. Like that was my only quibble, really. If, if I think you could you could have at least saved that to the end. But I thought I thought the, the match overall was was excellent. Really enjoyed it. Definitely worth a, worth a little sit-through again, I reckon. I think that gets a solid 8 out of 10 from me. Problem is you take that opportunity. Oh, my goodness. This is extremely interesting. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the NXT champion. That is the last Owens thing I expected. Uh, quick, quick thoughts on Raw. I felt the, uh, the the Kevin Owens debut was handled perfectly. When we talked earlier about the Shield and how they seemed special, even after all of this time, 
It's because they when 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 they first arrived, they were always treated as something important, and that and that was and that happened all the way through their run as a team. Uh, for the first couple of years, they were always treated as important, and that's why the three of them are on top of the card now. That was exactly what they did with Kevin Owens tonight. It's when he came out and interrupted John Cena, and he bitch slapped him down, basically with his chat, saying like, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, and that's the thing. That is going to be the background of all of the guys who are in NXT at the moment. When you're looking at your Finn Balors, when you're looking at Hideo, and you're looking at Samoa Joe when he eventually debuts, if he eventually debuts, all of these guys have got years and years and years of travelling the world and having all of that experience. Which I think I think that's good. That's an exciting dynamic to have that these guys are coming up like pseudo-veterans. It also just, it just, it just ticks every box. It also highlighted the importance of the NXT Championship, which I think was really important because, again... They're trying to push the NXT event, which was happening, which has happened, well, happened on Wednesday, which I haven't had a chance to see yet, which I'm really sorry about. I managed to watch Finn Balor's entrance, which during WrestleMania I recreated at half past four in the morning after after a night on the tiles. But I thought that was handled brilliantly. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do in Elimination Chamber with Cena and uh, and Kevin Owens. Is that going to be another Cena wins lol moment? Oh, you, you, you certainly hope not. Uh, I mean, again, I mean, speaking at the moment, I don't know what's happened in the NXT event. And I, I don't want to just look it up and spoil it because I want to sit down and enjoy that after I've recorded this. But, I mean, assuming that Kevin Owens retains the title, I mean, holding the NXT Championship and the United States Championship at the same time, again, that sort of heightens the importance of NXT and that is the hottest thing going. That is a, that is white hot at the moment, as uh, as Steve Austin would say. But that's, that's going to be the key to Kevin Owens being a big deal in this company is making sure he stays important and is treated as important. Other things from Raw, Ronan Harper versus Fandango in Ryder. Fandango lives, people. He's still with us. He's, he's, I, I genuinely thought we'd seen the last of the Dango. We were sort of halfway there when, when we said you need to share a body bag with Zack Ryder. It looks like that he got in that body bag with Zack Ryder and then whilst in the body bag, they've formed a, a really, really terrible tag team. Surely they just sit in the back and, and they jest about how ridiculous it is that they're, they're teaming with each other. I bet Zack Ryder feels bad that knowing that when anyone sees that they're tag teaming with him, that their heart must sink like a pebble in a lake. I thought the Rollins Appreciation Night stuff was fine. Christ, Kane is a whiz on Premiere Pro, whipping that video package together in, what, three hours? That was unbelievable scenes by the director of operations. That's why he's the do, people. He's got skills to pay the bills. I mean, is this Kane turn? Which I presume he's going to turn. Is this going to be a thing which they're going to keep teasing and teasing and teasing until the moment's far, far gone and uh, no one really cares anymore? In fact, no. I'm going to, again, for the second time, I'm going to go back on myself on this because any time Kane comes back with a mask on after not having a mask on is awesome. I mean, late night YouTube binges often are just montages of Kane returns for me. I do enjoy a good Kane return. And I think a monster Kane return would be, is always going to be quality in my personal opinion. And I think a monster Kane coming back to, to kill Seth, I think that's going to be one of the sort of placeholder feuds that they're going to do because I think ultimately the way that they're going with this, they're trying to keep the title on Seth until Brock comes back. I think that's that's the logical thing to do, in my personal opinion. That's going to be all for me 
for now. Make sure you get involved with that This Is Progress competition. Retweet a tweet with the SoundCloud link and follow the NWR show on Twitter and you could be in with a shout of winning those standing tickets for both shows on Saturday and the Sunday. So all you've got to do, all you got to do is do a retweet and a follow. Uh, we're going to open that up until Saturday afternoon. So you'll find out sometime on Saturday afternoon whether you've uh, whether you've won those tickets and uh, to, to get the tickets it's easy they're e-tickets so it'll be really easy for you to um, be able to get into the event you're not gonna it's not gonna be any trouble whatsoever so thank you so much for listening to the second podcast of the NWR show I've been Sean Thorne and I'll see you next week bye